naturally Granny Keto, welcoming you to my podcast, Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. On my website, grannyketo.com, I have a page called Granny's Table with all my favorite keto recipes. I hope this podcast makes you feel that you are sitting at Granny Keto's table just chewing the fat. Discussing this and that, sometimes the science of keto, sometimes chatting with guests, sometimes just talking about the week's adventures, grandkids, how a recipe turned out, or challenges and victories, keto and otherwise. But always friendly and casual, and welcoming you into my home. Pull up a chair and sit a while. And welcome to episode two of Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. Last week was my first episode telling you all about myself and what brought me to this podcast. This week we are really getting to it. In the spirit of sitting around Granny's table chewing the fat, I have three friends with me this week. Amy and Chris are husband and wife, and they are going through Granny Keto Transitions program and will share their why with us and where they are planning to go with the program. It's a great way for listeners to see how a couple supports each other, even though they may be on different paths. Also joining us is my friend Jonathan, who actually came up with the idea to follow people through their keto journey, so I thought it would be a great idea for him to join us with the interview. And we thought we'd start by having Amy and Chris tell us a little about themselves and why this is something that's of interest to them. So Amy, why don't you start? Well, hello, everybody, and thank you, Jonathan and Miriam, for having us on. Um, I've known Miriam, my like, gosh, almost maybe 20 years, Miriam. I think um, so. Yeah, I know, I've known Miriam through um, our shared uh, love of belly dance. Miriam was a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, and I am, um, uh, yes, and I was a, a student and, um, uh, and also a publisher of a belly dance newsletter. So that's how I got to know Miriam. And uh, do you want my why right now or do you want to hear from Chris next? Go ahead. You could tell us okay. why you are interested. Well, um, I started, I learned more about low carbohydrate, carbohydrate diets. Um, Miriam has also um, become a client of mine. I do social media consulting now and um, I took her on as a client and I learned a lot about uh, keto and low carbohydrate um, lifestyles. And uh, I happen to be um, lurching towards vegetarianism. I say that because I'm not fully vegetarian yet. I do eat fish and some poultry. Um, but I, um, I'm interested in maybe in really minimizing sugars, especially um, in my, uh, my, my, de- my daily life. It's, um, I think, I, I don't know if I could go, ever go fully keto, and that's something maybe we could talk more about. Uh, but I think that I could definitely benefit from reducing um, sugars, especially like crap sugar you know, um, baked goods, things like that. Okay, that's certainly a a good reason to lower your carbohydrates. I think we could all benefit from that. Um, And Chris, what about you? Hi, I'm Chris Christensen, and uh, I want to thank you and Miriam and Amy uh, for going along with me on this journey. I'm 
pretty much focused on losing weight. I want to lose weight um, to help me ski better. Um, I'm going out west and skiing at 12 to 13,000 feet at, in March and skiing with some pretty hardcore people. So uh, the more weight that I that I lose, the less I have to carry up the, <laughs> the mountain at 12,000 to 13,000 feet. Every pound makes a difference. And the other thing is... Um, I have some problems with my knees and uh, reducing the amount of weight that I put on those knees is certainly going to help with a lot of things, with the skiing, with the hiking, um, and, um, you know, and working out. So goal is to to lose weight, feel great, and uh, be better and be able to hike and and do other things with the knees better. Okay. That's, I think, the reason a lot of people initially begin on keto is certainly as a weight loss mechanism. And I think what happens is for some, I'm sure they stop, but others, it becomes a way of life. Because I think what you find is not only do you lose weight, but you feel better generally. Um, You know, people talk about, I've certainly had this experience where you start uh, feeling a little more mentally focused and alert. And it, it seems to rub off all through, all through one's body. Um, thoughts, Miriam? Yeah, I have, a, I have a question for the two of you. Do you think that it would be um, any pressure that the two of you were doing separate, separate things? Because I can tell you with my husband, my husband doesn't do keto. Um, but what we'll do is like at dinner, he'll add a starch. Or last week he made a pot of grape leaves and he made half the pot without rice for me and half the pot with rice for him. So we we actually work it out. But do you see anything that there might be a problem where you just want, for now you're cutting out sugars and baked goods and sweets um, and you want to follow a Mediterranean diet, and Chris, you just want to go all the way and have those T-bone steaks. I mean, is it? Do you as a do you as a couple sort of cook separately already, or do you make things do if you're doing one thing, Amy, and Chris is doing another thing? Well, when I started, um, I, I can step in, Chris, if you don't mind, because I uh, when I started, when I cut out red meat and uh, most meats, um, that was sort of like. We went through something similar, and um, Chris was always welcome to cook or buy whatever he wants. It's not a problem for me to have meat in the house, and if he really wants um, like meat or steak tips or something, he'll make them, and I'll just have something different, you know. Or we might we might share a salad together or something like that. Um, but it's not it hasn't been a problem in the past, just in terms of like me cutting out meat. So, but maybe Chris has a different feeling. No, no, I, I like Amy's vegetarian meals and um, eating more fruit and veg is one of the things that, that I've been concentrating on. Um, so the, I'm not, you know, I'm not so thrilled about the, the amount of meat and, and fat that's in, in uh, keto, but um, I'm willing to go along with it. Although uh, one of our friends posted this um, uh this picture of on Facebook of his uh, pizza and the pizza basically consisted of uh, bacon was the crust and then meat was layered on top of that with a tiny bit of cheese and a tiny bit of veg. 
And he, and he says that even he couldn't finish more than half of it and so uh, so the the idea of eating um, a huge amount of red meat um, is it, it, something I like red meat, but I don't like it, eating it more than a, than once or twice a week. And so I would probably focus on chicken, fish, turkey, um, and uh, you know see wherever I could to to maximize within the allowable carb carbohydrate count maximize my fruit and veg i'm so glad you brought that up chris because that almost falls under fear of doing keto um the amount of protein is actually extremely moderate um on keto it is not a high protein diet and it it doesn't have to come from red meat and bacon. I think the whole thing with bacon is because after years of Weight Watchers and South Beach and doing all of these low-fat diets, it's like, oh, my God, you mean I can eat bacon? And <laughs> um, I was like that at the beginning. Believe me, the love affair with bacon is over. Um, I may use it to season something, like if I make roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon. But actually, um, what a moderate day of protein looks like is maybe um, if you wanted to have a couple of eggs for breakfast, uh, lunch. My latest thing, and I can't believe it, is I had sardines for the first time in my life the other day, and I've actually now had them twice. Um, so a sm- so you figure out what's in a can of sardines, like four or five ounces. And then for dinner might be, um, I, we get a pound of beef and we cut it four ways. And so it's like officially quarter pound hamburgers. So maybe I'll have four a four ounce hamburger or one and a half. And when I first started keto, um, during the summer, Joe made, you know, the ribeyes and the prime prime rib and T-bones, and I would just eat all of it. And then I started eating a small piece of it, and it was enough. What they say, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but let me just throw this out there so you won't be afraid, is that they say usually a half a gram to a gram of kilo of weight. And so, I mean, if you're a 400-pound guy, that's a lot of that's a no, lot it's, of it's, meat. It's the, the recommendation if you go... I mean, protein's a very interesting topic in the keto world. I think mm-hmm. it's evolving into the idea that people are too afraid of protein um, and that you should eat it if you want to. But if there's a book called The Art and Science of Low-Carb Eating, Living, um, by Finian Volek, that's sort of one of the original ketogenic Bibles. And they would, Finney would say uh, one to one and a half grams per pound of lean body mass. So that would be your... Uh, your body weight minus uh, the fat percentage. Um, so that's, I think it can be very, protein is something you don't have to be afraid of, but you don't have to eat a lot of it either. You just have right, to eat it, enough to keep your, you know, your, your, your muscles <laughs> from deteriorating. Right. Yeah. And then, I, and then, I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid of the, of the protein. I'm just, Going to try and structure the protein with things that the types of protein that don't make me feel so heavy, and sort of that I don't have difficulty uh, digesting. So right, so right, it's perfect. And, and there's no reason you have to eat, you know, red, you know, loads of red meat. And the thing with the fat also is there is also um, a war 
going on with fats. And a lot of people, some some people on one side of the camp will say, um, if you're hungry, eat more fat. Another person will say, if you're hungry, eat more protein. So this is how it's this is how it's divided up. But I think that right now the the way that it's going is that you don't have to overeat fat. If you're looking to lose weight, then uh, be reasonable. I think that if you Okay, so in other words, if you're eating something lean, then you want to add fat to it. You want to you want to round out the profile with fat. Uh, but the thing is, is that a chicken leg with skin is all set. If you have a boneless chicken breast, go ahead and have it, but add some butter or add some or make it with a cream cheese or stuff it with a cheese or do something like that. It's more it's more getting a rounded out profile than eating tons of fat and if you eat fatty meats like if you have if you have a ribeye eat the fat on it if you have chicken eat the skin on it um if you pick oily fish like like sardines which now is my new favorite um or salmon that already has the fat taken care of and the other thing is to use full fat products so that when you have dressing and you're not making it with olive oil have a full fat dressing like uh, blue cheese uh, if you're frying an egg don't use a te- oh, use a teflon pan but put in a pad of butter so it's not that it's not that it's 10 pounds of bacon and red meat and all of this it's just don't i think it's more don't fear the fat than eat fat eat fat i don't think that's it i think it's just we should move away from being afraid of fat i think the most important thing especially starting is going to be um limiting your carbohydrates i mean if you want to if the if the goal i know that for amy it's at the beginning certainly it's uh mostly a way to get off of sugar and you know lowering her carbohydrate intake that way which is fantastic and i think for most people if they just eliminated the sugar and the starches they'd be fine (laughs) and uh, they don't necessarily need to go full keto if they don't want to Um, but if for somebody trying to do weight loss and wants to experiment with keto you know limiting the carbs is really going to be the the key thing and I'd worry, you know, as uh, as Miriam was saying, I'd worry less about the protein and fat. That you, you don't. It sounds like you're not going to overdo the protein. Uh, so the question is, how do you fill yourself up? Right. Um, and so you know, uh, green vegetables, broccoli, you know, uh, lettuces, Brussels sprouts, if you like those things like that, that are filling. Um, but also are not high total carbohydrate um, vegetables are, are a good way to do it. And you can always throw in some olive oil and balsamic and, you know, round out a meal that way. And then you only need a, you know, a few ounces of protein with that for a full meal. Yeah, so I, I've done Whole30 and, and that was really successful for me. And, and the primary thing was, was cutting out um, basically flour-based products, cutting cutting bread out, which was huge, cutting uh, pastries and baked goods out, really big. Um, also cutting pasta out. And um, with Whole30, you, ha- you cut um, dairy out, which is not that big a deal, but I mean, it is nice to have cheese um, on keto, especially as a flavoring. 
the other thing that it was was um, was basically really really searching and everything that you ate, um, especially processed goods, packaged foods, looking for whether or not it had sugar in it. And I found that if I could pretty much eliminate sugar, especially as an additive in foods, as well as not eating honey or maple syrup or anything else. Um, my cravings, uh, my carb cravings, my sugar cravings went away and I actually didn't feel as hungry and I didn't finish a meal with that craving that I needed more. Um, so that was huge for me. Um, not to constantly feel hungry, not to crave more even after you had a large meal. So I'm really looking forward to that aspect of keto, which is to eliminate uh, grains and legumes and, and sugar and really root Get, get sugar out of the any processed foods that I eat and pretty much eliminate processed foods as well. Now, I also had a successful Whole30 um, a couple before I did keto, the summer before I did keto. And I was on paleo under a doctor's care, actually, for a couple of years. And I did a Whole30. And I didn't lose an ounce. All right. And when I uh, what I realized was that all the root vegetables I was eating and all the fruit and the banana bread made with honey and all of that sort of stuff was absolutely paleo. I mean, not the, not the whole, I'm talking about just general paleo now and not the whole 30, but I right. found, but I've learned since that all of that is just glucose. It's just sugar and fructose is the worst of the sugars. And so what that, what was happening is my insulin was staying high, which was throwing everything into my fat cells, and I was staying fat, getting fat. And so even though it was a very healthy way of eating, like you said, you get rid of all the processed foods and all of that sort of stuff, it did me no good with weight loss. And so um, that to me is why for me anyway, it's important to bridge to keto and to further, if even go further than what the Whole30 or what um, uh, Paleo recommends. Yeah, well, Whole30 was, 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 you were only intended to be on it for 30 days. And right. then the whole idea was that you would figure out what foods um, caused, basically caused you to feel bad. Did they make you sleepy? Did they make you feel tired? Did they make constantly make you feel hungry? And the idea was that you gradually reintroduce those and, you know, the ones that were not beneficial to you, you would try to eliminate them from your diet. Right. Most, so pe most people, including myself, it never worked out that way. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you had the introduction of no processed foods, no breads, no grains, no legumes. All that is keto. Um, but what I wanted to talk about a little bit is I wanted to mention some um, some names for sugar because what what I was going to give you as a first tip is really reading labels, really emptying your cabinets. Now, Amy, you're going with, um, you know, getting the sugar and the junk out. So you can explore how far you want to take this. Um, but I, but even bread, I mean, other than pita bread, I think even regular bread has sweeteners in it. Yeah, I would, if I really want to, I'll have to think about this. I might want to get back to making my own bread, um, which case real bread just has yeast, flour, and water. 
Right. Um, and so that's something I'm going to think about down the road. But yeah, it's like, you know, um, we're pretty good about not keeping a lot of crap around the house. But um, sometimes, you know, well, Chris likes his ice cream. I can't eat ice cream, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, actually, I'm a little bit lactose intolerant. So, um, but anyway, yes, uh, we, we tried. I will have to go through and just get rid of everything. And thanks to his me and Whole30, though, I have started reading labels. Um, you know, we found paleo bacon with no dextrose. We found cold cuts with no dextrose, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I found spaghetti sauce with no dextro- with no uh, added sugars. So, and right. I found the salsa with no sugars. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I started reading. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And I only, I've only actually, um, I do eat um, Greek yogurt. But I, I've, I've been buying full fat for a, long, a while now. Anyway, on the on the premise, it, it fills me up and, and keeps me less hungry. This long, long before I even started working with you and, and heard about keto. Um, and I've never bought flavored. Um, I always just add my own berries into it. So um, right. I'm sort of I'm sort of used to sort of troll, trawling for sugar. But maybe you have some tips about where I might where else I might find it. Well, I'll. Look. Well, I'll talk about that, but I just want to go to yogurt for a minute. When I talk about various camps, like the the, the eat more fat, don't eat more fat camps, um, <laughs> yogurt also, believe it or not, has caused a great divide in the <laughs> keto community. Uh, yogurt has sugar, has carbohydrates and has sugar. So like if you have it and it says six carbs and it'll say sugars and it's six, that's because of the lactose in the milk. I mean, you can't get away from the lactose. The higher the fat, the less carbohydrates and sugar it is because it's being, it's being replaced by fat. But, um, the, the, and I've started eating whole milk Greek yogurt, which I stayed away for two years. And I'm just now starting to add things back. They say in the fermentation process that the sugar comes out. Mm-hmm. So you can either not count at all. Some people who say, if I go over 20 carbs, that's it. I don't lose, it, lose an ounce. If they're going to eat yogurt, they count all of it. I split the difference. So on my six grams of carbohydrates yogurt, I will count three of those grams as as um, carbohydrates. Okay. But you have to make sure it's full fat. And it's not easy yeah. to find full fat. You have to find full fat. Um, There's also a company. That, is it Peak? Yes, I heard of that. that yes. Makes, and I, I don't know if it can be delivered. I imagine it can be. But anyway, there is a company, we, Peak Yogurt, that makes a... Pretty low carbohydrate. I think peak as P E A K Mountain. Um, because I did find Green Mountain Creamery has um, whole milk yogurt, so I've been buying that. Also, um, I think um, Bahe has a whole milk yogurt too. I don't know. Yes, I I did buy that, and I bought the whole milk Greek Greek yogurt. And I wanted to say something else about the sugar and bacon. And this is pretty much, no matter where you are on keto, everybody agrees on this. All you want to make sure is that you don't buy bacon that is maple or um, apple, apple hardwood, whatever. If you buy just plain bacon and there's sugar, that that also comes out in the curing process. And so the thing with the bacon and the yogurt is manufacturers have to put in how much sugar there is at the beginning of the process. 
Oh, but the, I see. But the label you're reading is not necessarily the sugar that's left in the process. And I think the reason for that is that sometimes maybe it'll totally burn off or maybe sometimes there'll be one half of a carb left or whatever so that it's legally they're covered by putting in what goes into the product. But the fermentation and the curing will either eliminate or um, totally eliminate or at least by half in terms of the yogurt, that process will cut that down. So I also, when I did paleo, I bought the paleo brand um, bacon. There is no comparison between the paleo bacon and regular bacon. And even my grandchildren noticed. Grandma. <laughs> Grandma, what's this bacon? <laughs> so, really? Uh, do you, yes. you don't eat uncured bacon? Uh, you can be you can eat uncured, but the thing is with the paleo, there's no there's no sugar, there's no additives, there's no I still uh -huh. will eat un, it's different than the uncured. Gotcha. The paleo bacon is just different. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about the sugars in the in the bacon as long as you're not buying additive bacon that has maple flavor gotcha. and apple right. flavor and all that sort of stuff so, so you can you can buy your regular bacon chris we don't, have, we don't have to i don't have to go to whole foods to look for your paleo. exactly but oh good but <laughs> do look at the carbohydrate counts i will not buy a bacon with carbohydrates in it i I'll buy it if sugar is on the ingredient list because that's part of the process but I won't buy it if it has carbs in it, okay? And this is the thing with eat all the bacon you want. They don't have to put the carbs. If per serving it's under one carb, they legally can say zero carbs. But if you eat a half a pound of bacon, believe me, you're getting carbs, okay? So it all, So I, there's an expression that goes, um, the dose makes the poison, Okay, so one or two slices of zero carb bacon is fine, but if you're really going to sit and eat half a package, I would I would count like six carbs. So just just be careful with that. Okay, um, in terms of sugars, so Amy, since you've already gone through the process of um, re learning to read labels, I'll just mention a few so that our listeners may not have realized this. And in the program notes, uh, I will put the whole list. Okay, so everybody know. I'm going to say everybody. Everybody knows corn syrup, um, corn syrup, anything that has the word sugar, maltodextrin, molasses, um, agave, <laughs> which we. So if, you know, even though it's supposed to be like you know not as calor calorific as sugar, it's it still has stuff, and anything that ends in os like maltose and sucrose and dextrose and fructose look for all of that um other stuff will just say sugar right on it um date sugar palm sugar beet sugar you know that sort of stuff but if you see an ose the exception is sucralose i use sucralose uh, but sucrose is is a sugar with That's calories sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see things, they try to make them fancy, like crystalline fructose. It's still it's still sugar, um, evaporated cane juice, 
uh, there's something called golden syrup. Yes, that's, that's, that's English. Yep. I yeah. have some. Actually, exactly. I have some in the cupboard that I haven't used. Okay. It's <laughs> like corn syrup. Yeah, rice syrup, uh, molasses, anything that nectar, anything with the word nectar in it, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. I will make the list available in the program notes. And that's what I would say for anyone just starting out. If nothing else, get the sugar out. Get the sugar out. And as you learn uh, more about what sugar does to your body, I don't think you're going to have to be convinced. Um now, I just want to go back to bacon for one second. Any <laughs> pork belly? Has anyone made pork belly? No. No? Okay. No. Keto people do love them some pork belly. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when you go to Trader Joe's, if you buy pork belly, it's actually already cooked and you fry it and it actually is delicious. And um, I happen to test my, I do blood testing on my ketones and on the days I eat pork belly, it, whoa, it goes right through the roof. But I want to tell you something. At Whole Foods, they sell pieces of pork belly, but they also sell pork belly that looks like bacon it's been cut into strips and the very first time i made it i took a bite and i threw it out i i guess i thought it was going to be bacon and it isn't it's just totally unflavored meat and if you want to do something to it then you got to do something so i just thought i'd throw that out there so if you go buy bacon from pork from whole foods don't think that pork belly is bacon it's what bacon is made out of but it's not bacon um, now, I, is this a good time? And actually, um, is this a good time for me just to briefly talk about transitions? And Amy, what gave you the idea to just start out um, cutting out sugar and baked products? Uh, sure. Yeah. So again, like when I was working with Miriam um, on our social media, and I thought really I got it. I learned more about the transitions program, and I was um, I am not like a, a, a go for it all person. I like, um, you know, if you ever read uh, Gretchen Rubin's um, The Happiness Project, mm-hmm. she, they're, they're abstainers and they're moderators. And that's how people approach like getting rid of something or stopping a bad habit. Some people just have to stop it. And they're abstainers. I'm a moderator. Uh, moderators like, like the idea of easing into something or having options. And that's me. And that's why I thought transitions was a really good, um, uh, way to sort of like I, I don't think I can ever be full keto because I I do like tofu instead of meat, <laughs> um, and I do eat beans. But I thought you that, can um, eat tofu. You can have be vegetarian and be keto. It's more difficult, but it definitely can be done. Oh well, I, maybe I could look at that. But but transition like look like a good way to do it. Like I wouldn't have to like just plunge into the deep end right away. There were steps that um and um not only do I could I like ease into trying out various things and seeing if I liked it. Um, but also learning, like, you know, I could help me adjust and learn as I went along. Um, so does that make sense? It does. Now, Chris, Miriam, you, do you s- want to explain what transitions yeah. is? Yes. I, I don't I, think we've discussed it. Oh, no, no. I'll discuss it, but I want to ask Chris okay. something first. Are you an abstainer or a moderator? Chris? Moderator. You are. Okay, because I, okay, all right, 
I, that surprised me because somebody who does a whole 30, man, they're, they just <laughs> jump in with four feet. Okay. So the transitions program and what, what caught Amy's eye and why she wants to work with this is uh, it's Granny Keto Transitions Program, Five Steps to Keto. And I'll just read off the, the steps. And if you go through them, you know, we'll explain them. Uh, the first step is just to start you with no sugar and no baked products. Um, that sort of stymied Amy because she thought, but bread is whole grains. Yes, but it's still <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a big fire. I thought if I put no sugar and no bread that people would just jump out the window. <laughs> give up. <laughs> they would give up. So I thought if I put no baked products that I could sort of I could sort of say no bread without saying no bread. Okay. <laughs> Step two is where we do cut out grains. And so how is baked products different from grains? Well, rice is a grain. Oatmeal is a grain. Um, I told Amy that if she really wants her wheat, she can cook, make a wheat berry pilaf. But as soon as you, I don't care if it's whole grains or homemade or whatever, as soon as you turn this stuff into flour, it just hits your bloodstream of sugar. And it doesn't matter if it started out whole or it started out bleached or processed or whatever. So anyway, the first step is no sugar and no baked products. Second step is no grains and no legumes. The third step, interestingly enough, I have is low carb. But if you want to eat your bread and you want to eat your beans and you want to do that, you may just go to low carb. Because low carb just means becoming aware of how many carbohydrates you're eating. The, the no sugar, no baked goods, no grains, no legumes is a step towards keto because you don't eat those on keto. But if your goal is not to be keto, but to get the sugar and the junk out, then just doing step three where you're aware of carbohydrates might be a good landing step. Mm -hmm. um, the fourth step is getting used to fats, okay, adding, adding fat, and also no starchy vegetables. And I'm sorry, but the carrots and the parsnips. And on paleo, you can eat sweet potatoes, no sweet potatoes, no white potatoes, all of this, you, you get out your starchy vegetables. Uh, the fifth step is to learn to moderate your protein. That means up until then, so eat the whole ribeye. But at this step, maybe you want to put it on a kitchen scale and say, oh, my God, I didn't know I was eating 24 ounces of protein. You know, and you want to you want to learn what four ounces is or six ounces or if you're a guy, maybe eight ounces to um, proportion. And also this step, no fruit except for berries. And I know <laughs> this is an audio broadcast, but Amy's making a, <laughs> Amy is gritting her teeth. It's like, Oh no. <laughs> and the thing is with the berries and I've just yesterday did some research on this because there are other fruits that are low in, as low in carbohydrates as berries are. But the good thing about berries are their phytonutrients and they are just, they just pack more of a wallop than maybe a small dish of honeydew melon. So um, I don't know whether that's why keto has, allows berries because other fruits also can be low carbohydrate. And then after you've gone through that, you're full keto. But as I said, if you're, if you really just want to 
watch your carbohydrate intake. And that alone is enough for some people to get healthy in terms of getting your insulin down and your blood sugar down. But if you have a lot to overcome and maybe you already have type 2 diabetes or you have pre-diabetes, the keto way is really is really the way to go. But not everybody needs that. And Jonathan, I want you to talk about something that you brought up in our first episode, that keto doesn't have to be for everybody. It's not like, well, you don't eat keto? Are you kidding? I mean, talk about, you know, benefits of keto, but maybe it isn't for everybody. Well, I mean, I just, there are plenty of people that eat balanced diets and are perfectly healthy. You know, I think if you're basically eating whole food, um, you're probably off to a good start. And I, I just, you know, I, it, it's, it works for me. I think it would help a lot of people. I think a lot of people struggle with weight and other issues that keto is proving to be beneficial for. There are some medical reasons people maybe should do keto and be very strict about it. But if somebody is just eating a balanced diet, or frankly, if, if you can eat cookies and candy all day, and for some reason, you stay perfectly healthy, although I do question whether that's possible. But if you can, you know, you're doing your blood tests, whatever, and, you know, you're not showing any, your blood sugar stays low, your insulin levels are good, you're not showing inflammation, you're not gaining weight. Well, one, I'm jealous. Um, but but two, you know, who am I to tell you you're doing it wrong? I think keto serves a very important function for a lot of people, but I don't know that we need to be so dogmatic about it. And the reality is, depending on the person, you know, some people may need to only do 20 grams of carbs a day uh, to stay in nutritional ketosis. Some people can do up to 50. Some people, I assume, if they're working out a lot and... Uh, very active, might be able to do 100 and and still stay in the range. And I guess ultimately that becomes the question as you're going down this road and probably for now more for Chris than for Amy is, you know, really the first thing to do is ultimately cut back on your carbs. And I guess the question is how disciplined and how significant do you want that cut back to be? And I just want to go back to Amy again for something because, because, <laughs> you know, Chris talked about like some of his fears with all the rib meat and the fat and all of that. Amy, you're, you're not even, you're not looking to go the whole road. So at the level that, well, you're both starting out at this level, but for the long term, do you have any fears or not fears, but worries about keeping up this lifestyle? Um. Not really. I do. I do think if I, I've noticed that if I feel nourished and I'm not hungry, um, I, I don't. If I don't get hangry, I'm fine. I um, I find as I get older, I do have less and less of a sweet tooth, so I don't think it's going to be like I have to go out and eat all the Reese's peanut butter cups, you know. Um, right. uh, and the fact that like. And the, re- the reason I was making a, my, kind of making that face when we were talking about fruit, by the way, is Chris <laughs> loves clementine oranges. I feel like if I can have all the fruit, you know, um, I will be fine. Um, uh, but it's, um, I don't think I've had any fears. I just, I think it's just more understanding, having better understanding about um, where, where the carbs are. 
kind of. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And I just want to say another thing, because we're talking about keto being, um, you know, whole foods and fresh foods. Um, but you, but what you have to understand also and not be afraid of is that there's a lot of processed foods that we're going to eat. I mean, tomato sauce is processed. Mm-hmm. If you want to get right down to it, butter, unless you get cream, you milk the cow and get the cream and and make the butter. The butter is processed. I think it's just a matter of how pure are the ingredients and how few are the ingredients. Right. So, you know, when you go through your cabinet, your, your kitchen, uh, you know, I don't know if you have a pantry or cabinets or whatever, but you want to go through that. And what might be interesting is if you have something in your hand, not so much should I keep it or shouldn't I keep it? But I want to keep it, but I shouldn't keep it. I mean, if there's this week as you go through things, be aware of your emotions in giving mm-hmm. up certain foods. Cause I don't know, for me, um, it's not just all about the food. And if mm-hmm. I had to give up something that I really love to eat, there's probably something behind it besides just the nourishment of no, physical nourishment. There's maybe emotional nourishment mm. attached with the food. So it's hard to give up. So what I would say this week um, is really to go through all of your foods and maybe face what am I willing to give up? What am I not willing to give up? Um, can I give up bread for three weeks and just try it? Or can I, you know... Whatever. And Chris, I'd be interested with you because you're not staying away from the red meat and all of that sort of stuff. Like, I'd be interested to know how your how your week goes and how does it play out? Was it like a third chicken, a third fish, a third meat, all eggs? I mean, that'll be really interesting to see how how the protein plays out for you. Yeah, I think I, I think what I'll do like the last time is I'll to eat a lot of meat um i'll eat a lot of veg i i just looked at the list of of uh fruits that i actually can eat on keto and uh, surprisingly avocados are there not oh he loves avocados oh yes i really like avocados with my with eggs um and figuring out how to do an avocado toast without bread it's going to be a little bit of an interesting challenge but not impossible and then Olives, coconuts, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, and lemons. So the idea that, you know, if I get that craving for dessert, I could have um, either some fresh or some frozen strawberries um, on that whole fat yogurt. Um, Whipped cream is even better. Whipped cream, Chris. Forget the yogurt. You're going to be making whipped cream all week. I do like whipped cream. Um, <laughs> Just not or, out of the can. <laughs> or, or creme fraiche. Um, oh, yes. Creme fraiche is the, even better than whipped cream, I think. Because um, you get the tart and the sweet, and it's so good. So anyway, I I think using that kind of creativity is, is probably going to be fun, and I'm really going to enjoy it. And also, I got the keto cookbook for uh, the Instapot, and I'm really looking forward to doing that. And so um, there's so many interesting little challenges, you know, where, oh, I can't eat that, but let's go find something else that even is even more fun to eat and more fun to make. So One of the things you'll find is if you want, you could pretty much find a keto version of anything. 
It exists. There are plenty of food blogs out there and cookbooks that have created more or less anything you can eat non-keto that you can eat keto. <laughs> yeah. But for me, the, the thing is not not trying to replicate everything that I really Good. like. The, the idea is to find new things that I like as much or even more and that make me feel better and that um, remove that craving for things like ice cream, for instance. I was going to so. say there's a wonderful, you can make wonderful keto ice creams. But for me, the, the, the idea of the food itself was my trigger. So I made butter pecan ice cream one day. I ate it before it froze. I ate it and I threw it all out and I said, I cannot have ice cream in this house. But if you're not triggered off the deep end by these foods, then by all means, enjoy the keto versions. But if eating that stuff is what got you into trouble in the first place, you will still get into trouble eating the keto versions, believe me. Right, that's that's exactly I, I totally agree, and that's exactly my thinking, is that better not to recreate the foods that are bad for me in keto, better to, to go and find something new that's much better for me that I enjoy just as much. It's the right excellent. idea. Now, this was excellent. I don't think we expected to go the whole episode with this, but we have. So I think if we're ending up, we're going we're gonna to keep our tradition of all of one episode um, doing quotes at the end. So Chris and Amy, who's, who's giving the quote today? I'll do it. Okay. Uh, I guess I have one, and then Chris can get it next time. Um, okay. So mine is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. It is, uh, finish each day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities no doubt crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You shall begin it serenely and with too high a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. That is awesome. On many levels, um, just on on what it means, but also with keto. I mean, this is... this. This is a journey of progress, not perfection. And all that stuff that we're working against, um, some people can, I talked about this last week, some people turn that keto corner and never go back and God bless them and they're so lucky. But a lot of us um, will be dipping our toe in the non-keto pool once in a while. And so that quote is perfect. You did it. You know, if you have one tire slashed, do you go out and slash the other three, or do you just say, "Okay, I'll change the tire and get a, get on with my trip"? So right. that's a wonderful quote. So I'm going to throw this back in your hands. Uh, no, what's I'm, your name over there? <laughs> I'm going next, Jonathan. <laughs> well, you know, I had a couple uh, I was thinking of, but I'm going to go with this one because I think it uh, goes very well with Amy's quote, which is a Robert Frost quote. And it's in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. (laughs) And so, and you know, a similar thing, and it also is applicable to keto, which is, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You know, I think the thing with any dietary regimen that people mistake is they, they go off for a day or two days and then they're like, okay, it's over. I might as well just eat everything that I was eating before. You know, I blew it. Um, and you know, the reality is, uh, if you have a bad day, just start the next day back in the keto world or low carb world. 
Um, and obviously it applies to the rest of life as well, that things go wrong. You just got to, you know, life goes on, man. You just got to put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Um, Absolutely. Chris and Chris and I will, will do quotes next week. Uh, but just uh, apropos to John. I, I have, oh, yes. I have a quote for you. Oh, okay, then. Go ahead. Saint, Go ahead. St. Jerome, begin now to be what you will be for hereafter. There, okay, great. Wonderful. And, and Chris, We're all thematic what, today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have one. I wasn't ready with a Oh, okay. So I have one. I have something on my wall. <laughs> Miriam goes to her wall for her quotes. So we. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I just pulled one off. The... I wasn't prepared, but as long as we're the four of us, it says. Well, I, we, I want to go back to Chris's for a second. So, Chris, okay. why did you pick that quote? Because when I Googled on quotes, that was the first one that came up. <laughs> <laughs> as good a reason as any. <laughs> Good reason, good reason, but it but it is really apropos. Like like Jonathan said, it's like a theme today. It's just you know, it's just wonderful. Um, and and my quote is: the only person you should try to be better than is who you were yesterday. Mm. So, especially with keto, don't start comparing yourself. Like, oh, she lost a hundred pounds in six months, and you just be better than you were yesterday. And that's all you got to worry about. Agree completely. And actually, actually, I have a better quote that I just found. Um, <laughs> same list. A, a goal, a goal should scare you a little and excite excite you a lot. It's by Joe Vitale. That I like. I like you that know, as well. You know what, Jonathan? Should we should we get into the habit of just adding all these lovely quotes to program notes? Sure. But yeah. yes. Yeah, I'll send you mine. Okay, and, and Chris, send me your two. I like both of them. And you send and you send me yours, Jonathan. When I'll I'll do program notes this week, and I will absolutely put these quotes in. I think they're fantastic. We had a, Jonathan and I had a talk about whether quotes have to do with keto or not, and we decided not. Um, but these all seem to have to do with with our journeys, so it worked out perfectly today. Exactly. Thank you, Amy, Chris, and Jonathan, for making episode two of Chew the Fat with Granny Keto a successful one. The why for starting on a keto journey is so important. No matter how careful you are with your eating plan, you might hit walls and stalls, and so it is very important to have a clear why to keep you going. Read about mine at grannyketo.com, and I would love to hear yours. Tell me your why, either on an iTunes review or on my website, or share it on my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC. I would love to hear from you. Everyone's journey is a personal one, but I'm sure good health is a stepping stone on all of them. What's your why? I would ask that you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also, be sure to like my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC, and visit my website, grannyketo.com, especially to sign up for Dancing with Keto. 
I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume teach you about keto?